on Triple M, Mr. Martin. You've got a trivia fact. That's a great album, that one. True story. Yeah. Uh, it features a song called Radiohead, mm. which inspired the band Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead. That's, oh. that's where they got their name. That's, that's their fans. <laughs> They're fans of Talking Heads, I guess. Massive fans. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Where'd the name come from? I don't know. Just some congealed mucus on the CD, I'm guessing. Oh, that's not what happened. Yeah. That could happen. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah. With me, Tony Martin. <laughs> And of course, don't forget it is April. It's not coming that badly. Badly? It's it's uh it's actually ever since we gave out that email address, it seems to have caught on. Don't know what it was. People are sending us photos of themselves wearing capes in the workplace. Remember the best one, the one we like the best, it's an iMac. A real iMac? Oh, sorry. A 24-inch screen iMac. Is that the biggest one they do? I'm guessing so. Until they go plasma. I know they're working on the IMAX iMac. That's going to be a big uh, thing to have (laughs) in your house, isn't it? Worth it, though. (laughs) idea. Big will those Norwegian peerages. Look, (laughs) on the IMAX iMac. YouTube will look amazing. (laughs) IMAX. Giant pusscat jumping into a sink. Hey, uh, Capril is absolutely going cocoa bananas. Mm. Andrew sent us one in. Have a look at this. Very nice. A bizarre, a bizarre kind of tableau they've built with a man holding an apple on a string. He's mm. dressed as a policeman while he gets, uh, I think he's marrying a witch well, to a doctor of some sort. Somebody uh, being teabagged in there. I think so. I think that's what yeah. he's going for. He's a lovely one. Uh, from our friend uh, Dingo Lady. She's cleaning the toilet in a cape. So All right. All these people get a complimentary capral t-shirt proving it's worth. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Jeff has sent us this. Now, this is a beauty. Rich, look at that. Totem tennis. Oh, wow. Cape style. Playing totem tennis in a cape. And this guy, Derry. Well, Derry is setting the pace. Chris Dare. Mm. Uh, have a look at this. Most oh, visual show on radio. Wow. Uh, there's Koshi, Australia's Funniest accountant uh, with Mel sitting on the couch. And look in the background. There's a capral sign, and I thought, not so good. It's only a sign until, if you flip over, there he is standing at the window. Just lurking. Just lurking in the distance. Yeah, bright. Is that a yellow cape? That's a yellow cape. That's a banana cape. Fully uh, a swirl, yeah, on the lurch, just on the middle shoulder. That is what we're looking for. I think that bloke's in the lead. He's winning because he's threatening and lurking. I like that about him. Uh, and, uh, you know, and also there's this bloke who, who I like just for the mundanity of it all. This is David Cole, who's probably in Brisbane. It looks like Brisbane. Look at that. 
off to work or whatever it is, got the short shorts on, the sneakers with the white socks pulled up, a very sensible hat, wide-brimmed hat, and a cape. <laughs> and it's not even cape weather. No. <laughs> but he caped up. See, that's what we like, something really mundane and everyday, yeah. with just the addition of a colourful cape. So, congratulations, everyone. This it is, uh, I'm going to go so far as to say it's the greatest radio competition <laughs> since uh, Battle of the Sexes. We made its debut. Who did it first? Does anyone know who invented Battle of the Sexes? Adam and Eve. Who? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. They had a go, did they? They had their show. It was great. It was Marconi invented the radio. And he went, what are we going to do with this? I know Battle of the Sexes. Well, maybe gender bender. Oh, gender bender. Maybe Battle of the Sexes is a bit old. Even Marconi said. Only just invented it. <laughs> How are everyone doing it? Is anyone doing it at the moment? Is I it on know. anywhere? I don't know. I told you I went on three different radio shows in Tasmania once, and I played Battle of the Sexes on all of them, and then I went to the fourth one, and I told that story, and then I went, oh, mate, we don't do that rubbish here. You want to stick around for his and hers? Uh, do I? Well done. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's careful out of the way. It looks beautiful, and, you know, for people who love playing dress-ups, Oh, yeah, and want to make a living out of it. We are going to be playing uh, Sweet Dress Up Parties later in the show. Yeah. What about this? Uh, in Germany, American forces oh, yeah. in Germany have placed newspaper advertisements seeking Arabs to join them in war games before the troops are shipped out to Iraq. The U.S. military has set up a casting agency oh, to hire 600 Arabs to just take part in uh, pretend war. To get shot at. That's right, to pretend to be shot at. The army is creating a mini Iraq with the emphasis on making it as close to possible uh, as the real thing. So you'd have to carefully and calmly build an entire city and then panic, cock everything up and have the whole place up in flames. <laughs> Sounds like a great gig. Sounds awesome. Oh, it's a knockout. Hang on. They're building it. They've built a mini Iraq. Yeah. Like, like Legoland they have in Sweden. That's what they've done. Little, this the little mini Iraq. Yeah. And then what? I come on. I'm uh, I'm an extra. I'm an Arab. Do I know what's going to happen though? Do I just wander in and wait to get sort of picked <laughs> around by Marines? Just or? go about your business. Yeah. They've got uh, 10 villages erected on a 20,000 hectare training area. Wow. Uh, How big is this training area? Is most of Germany taken over. Berlin been renamed Lego Baghdad by the Marines. <laughs> Volunteers are required to play the role. Volunteers, you don't even get paid. Of Arabs in Iraq for 24 hours a day, so that'd be mostly uh, cowering in a basement and wondering why things seem more dangerous than before the reenactment. <laughs> Uh, recruiting hasn't been easy. Uh, no. Germany in general and its Muslim population in particular opposed the war in Iraq. So mm. No good place for the casting couch no for the Iraq war. Some Arabs will play the bad guys laying roadside mines, attempting suicide bombings. Others will play the good ones, teaching grunts how to behave. Isn't that great? Well, I've got the statistics here, though. From the war game, there have been thousands more mock fatalities than early estimates had projected. <laughs> Hundreds more actors are having to be shipped to the mock front. <laughs> the mock commander of the original exercise has already had to pretend to resign twice. <laughs> but all the pretend oil wells have been secured. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make, you know what it is? Yeah. You know how they do that tour of, uh, in Tunisia of the old Star Wars sets that are still there? <laughs> yeah, that's probably as realistic. It's a good reality uh, tour, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Too dangerous to go to Iraq. I know I get dicey. So Ruddick and Darren and those guys want to go to Iraq. Yeah. It's a bit dangerous. The pow pow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We can go to mini Iraq. Yeah. I love the idea. Bring your headshot and get your headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And you were saying the Star Wars were in. If they can't get Arabs in Germany, ship over some Ewok. This is what I'm saying. Ewoks, the tiny bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing cutely. 
Oh, look at this cute guy. Bang, oh, he fell for it again. Well, we the evil empire. You know what we haven't had for a while on this show? Drunk the New Zealand. Oh, God, yes. People love them. We've got more next. On Triple M, where oh, we haven't had any for a while, Ed. Do you want to do it? Well, I don't know. Our favourite show on the Crime Investigation Network, Police 107, uh, which showcases uh, criminals mm-hmm. and policemen on the job, on the beat in New Zealand, mm-hmm. where it's uh, probably the politest. And most courteous crime. Yeah. If you're going to commit some crime, yeah. have the common decency to do it in a tuxedo <laughs> at a reasonable hour. Cemetery vandals. Oh, that's not nice. That was a recent episode. People in long coats, long black coats, hanging out in a cemetery. Just hanging out. Just hanging out and maybe leaving rubbish everywhere. Oh, okay. Why would they be there? I You'll know. have to listen very closely. Despite their claims to be looking after the place, they've all been drinking and police can't just leave them there to mess up the graves. The social group, mostly we talk about the movie X-Men. <laughs> Everywhere else booked. <laughs> Is that where the happenings are happening? In the cemeteries. Nerds. On the loose in cemeteries. They're giving us a bad name. I wouldn't mind having a conversation about X-Men. But I don't want to have to don the coat and head to the cemetery at midnight to do it. How would you describe a brawl at your workplace? So it's been the last story. Everyone just decided to be a real choice. Well, the fight might have been a choice. Joseph's going to start paying the price immediately. Yeah, Joseph got it for that choice brawl. And he wasn't the only one. Leonard was found guilty on all charges. He was ordered to undergo six months counselling. The cannabis and knife were destroyed. Knife? <laughs> Destroyed. How? I don't know. They, they smoked all the cannabis and then just lost the knife. Yeah, they might guess. Uh, you know, just when you think every kind of crime has been covered on Police 10 oh, yeah, yeah. they pull something new out of the bag. A man's been reported masturbating at a bedroom window. Jack's claiming that he didn't realize the cameras were open, and the neighbors are just being vindictive. <laughs> Land of the long white cloud. <laughs> Another reason for local unease. What is it? What, what, I saw that when I came. What, what's the what's the deal with the flag? Nazi German. Yeah, for the whole Nazi gang war. Yeah, bro. Yeah, German all the way around. Is that? Oh, 
<laughs> oh, yeah, bro. This is that Nazi gay German all the way. He's got a Nazi flag. So he's standing in the front window of his house, taking care of business, <laughs> while the flock flies overhead. Welcome to New Zealand. Great tour. What's that in the air? We need a star map tour. Yeah, a police 107 star map. You get off the plane in New Zealand and then someone hands you a map. Right. First things first this morning, we're going to be seeing the guy in the window with the flag. He's, a, he's performing at 10, 11, 15, 12, 15. He has a nap after that, but he's back on at 6. Then we're off to dinner so we can get to with Henry the Drunk, which is going to be nice. And then Richard, the drunkest person we've ever seen standing. We'll finish it all up for the three-hour conversation in the cemetery. A bloke going the fiddle, a flag overhead. There's an Alan Jones joke in there somewhere, but I'm not touching it. You mentioned drunk. I did. We've had Henry. We've had Richard. Yeah. Meet the latest police no. ever contender. There's a drunk Polynesian male causing a noise. A group of neighbours have cornered the drunk in a garden, and when Peter decides to take him away, he decides it's a good time to put up a struggle. It's about the invention of show business. It's about how Buffalo Bill 
you know, left the Wild West, turned himself into a stage show, mm-hmm. made up a whole lot of lies about his past and presented it to the public. Ah. Sounding familiar? Ah. <laughs> Let me look it up here in uh, Leonard Moulton. Leonard only gives it two stars. So that's true. I really like it, but it's not for everybody. Most people fall asleep. Leonard says uh, Altman makes the point that Buffalo Bill was a flamboyant fraud and then belabors it for two hours. I think that's a little harsh. Ooh. Flamboyant fraud. Who do we know? Who do we know who can't even tell us what his real age is? <laughs> who do we know who claimed to have written that line from Malcolm Fraser, life wasn't meant to be easy, and then it was discovered. He said it about ten years earlier. Mm. Maybe Buffalo Bill and the Indians is a good film for Alan Jones to recommend. Maybe one day you'll have a look at it. What's, <laughs> his, uh, what's his position on Crossroads? <laughs> Britney Spears' story. Sure, he's got one. Really? Yeah, mm. Let's find out. Uh, I'm sure he's doing all that. He wouldn't have crossroads. He glitter. can't have glitter at home on the shelf. Uh, Ice castles. <laughs> uh, what about TV? What's going on? Oh, on TV? TV? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I'm not keen to hear. something about TV. You've got a yellowing article there. Well, and this is only from yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, mental health experts will closely study how Big Brother housemate suffering mild obsessive compulsive disorder is treated when the new series begins later this month. Now, I've heard some later news on this. Maybe it's been mixed that they're putting an OCD sufferer inside the house. Yes. Which would certainly make... Because that's what... Isn't that what they did with the English one? They had the guy yeah. with Tourette syndrome. Yeah. But I'm not sure... Wonderful television. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> much different from Big Brother up later? I have to say, just as much beeping. It was yeah. just... I love you all so much. Wankers! Wankers! <laughs> Brilliant. It's kind of accidentally entertaining. Yeah. But I'm not sure if this is putting out the right message to Australia having an obsessive-compulsive sufferer inside the house. Mm-hmm. Because the obsessive-compulsive you know, sufferer these days is having a very tough time. How can you wash your hands 19 or 20 times a day with the water restrictions in place? It's very difficult <laughs> to make your way through. You can't have eight showers a day. No. You're paying through the nose for the water. No. It's very difficult. I'm not sure if that's the right message to send out. Do they have to, to you know, send some rippling into the house? Or maybe still knocks. Maybe like you were suggesting. This is the best I've heard this year. Everyone in the house, I'm still not. And knocks. it's better for the telly because they'll be doing stuff in their sleep. So I mean. you're not going to get those boring nights out. You just that'll be it'll from. 4 a.m. to, you know, 3 a.m. to, to 6 a.m. That'll be, that's when you want to watch. Yeah. That's when they're painting and, you know. Well, imagine the kind of doing, doing it. Doing things that they would not normally do, like maybe reading a book. Imagine that. Imagine oh. seeing someone reading oh. a book. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my brother. They'd be looking at it like the, the apes around the model. <laughs> what does it do? What is this rectangular object? I need to work my abs, this thing. Here's some more TV news. Uh, Jessica Rowe, she's been away on maternity leave. Yeah. In the meanwhile, the ratings have been going up. Uh-oh. And, of course, normally would just be sacked. But the boning controversy, yeah. they're going to look like assholes if they bone yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So what's the plan? What's the plan? I reckon the plan will be to keep her pregnant. <laughs> I'll <laughs> just keep telling you. I thought about having some more kids. Oh. Maybe have some more kids. What's that be up there today? Yeah. Surely. Oh, surely one. You wouldn't want just one. It'll be lonely. That's what they'll be up to. It'll be a cube of... Who gets to... Who has to encourage you, though? Which of the people in the nine stable do they wheel out to encourage you? To queue up. Peter Harvey. Peter Harvey. Oh, with the deep voice. Oh, the very white sort of tone. Yeah. What about the robot? <laughs> Can the, can the robot, the robot's not shooting robot blanks, I'm hoping. I don't know if he's programmed for kind of empathy or kind of promoting humans to, uh, how do you say? He's not programmed to get it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's part of his program. He's now claiming he's not a robot. 
Yes, I can confirm that we are human most of the time. I don't know about that. There's a lot of beeping in that quote. How do they screen out the beeping for the TV show? I don't know. Because I'm kind of filter. It's amazing. <laughs> Quite incredible. Hey, maybe the answer is a sweet dress-up party. What? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your idea for a segment, remember? You know what it is, Tom? I didn't, I forgot to bring my salad and then my second breakfast in today. And you've been really distraught. Yeah, the opening. I'm nowhere to be found. I'm sorry, because I've got half a sandwich in front of me. Yeah. But I know it's not going to last for two hours. So I have it now and try and coast through the rest. I'm sitting here thinking someone in his family died. <laughs> no. I know, he's only got half a sandwich. I'm really, I'm, yeah, if you, if you cross by, listeners, come down with a roast. <laughs> Sweet dress up parties next. Style, eroticism, and sensuality. This around the nation, the weekend is almost here, and people have to stay inside, people. <laughs> There's videos to watch. <laughs> podcasts to listen to. Oh, yeah. Triple M turn on a, a fat griddle of podcasts every week, and uh, we've got one up. I think uh, Podcast 72 went up earlier in the week, yeah. and there was some confusion mm. in the podcast department. I think people received it again. Labeled Ardlecast. That's right, and it was exactly the same as 72. Yeah, so if that's happened to you, download it again, it's been cleared up. It's 25 minutes oh, of uh, Ardler handling the Father Ted fans will be very fantastic, to be sure. And then. No, come on, that's cheap. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the cheapest, to be sure. Come on. That's racist. Me, no, Reiki. Um, you know, what to get this life, the uh, listeners like mm-hmm. is an extra podcast for the weekend. The stoners. Now. <laughs> I wasn't going to put it that way. No, that's a demographic, <laughs> certainly. It's what a focus group. It's grocery buyers, probably, what, 25 to 32. A lot of people email us and say, we'd like to put on the Get This Podcast at about 2 o'clock in the morning, Saturday into Sunday. No, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, so, we do, Maddie Dow on the Pots and Pans is pretty busy, but we are going like the clappers to get Podcast 74 up by the weekend. Good on you, 40 minutes of gold. What's on it? David O'Doherty, a big okay. change of David right. O'Doherty. Something called Kevin Rudd, Wizard of Speed and Time. <laughs> and because everyone's been asking for it, Slim Shady Senior, the uh, copyright has finally been cleared. I uh, really like that one. It's great. Courtesy of our friend Pete Smith. We're going to try and play that again in the second hour. Why of the show? Oh, I guess the fleet won't have much to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not going to go out. We're going to have to fill. <laughs> let's be quiet so we don't end his time. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get straight to music. And, you know, I understand you've got nothing prepared today. You're not well. I'm. Uh, oh well, Nikki's handed me a nut bar and I'm having it injected. Uh, just for once, let's leave the music alone. Here's in excess. <laughs>
truly baffling. That's what you in a mood, doesn't it? That song. Ultravox, Vienna. Matthew Dower. We've just got individual light bulbs swinging over our heads. As we do the segment today, what is the topic again, Ed? Three dress up parties. Uh, are you having one? No, a friend of mine uh, said, I'm having a party, there's going to be a theme. Mm-hmm. I'm getting into, you know, mode of starting to think about uh, my costume. Oh, yeah. Will I go with somebody? Mm-hmm. Or will I go with my new thing, which is going as inanimate objects? Oh, what did you... I was thinking going as a petrol bowser. <laughs> right. Wow. You know? A couple box. That'll be pretty uh, ticky thing on the front. Topical. Pouring, you know, having drink in the... You know, you drink, you pour drink out of your arm. Yeah. You know, like a bowser. <laughs> pretty clever, isn't it? Uh, Cumbersome. I like cumbersome. Or you could go along as Bowser from Super Mario. That'd be good. There you go. Anything can be. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. But then I got a text saying that the party's been cancelled. Huh? Or postponed. Actually, remember they only said that to me. So, so I, you know, so I thought, well, I was in the head space, and I love a sweet dress. It's Friday the 13th, right? right. It's Friday the 13th. So dress up parties are the go. I think so. Isn't this kind mm. of goss like this, don't they? Trying to think what I would go dress Rich, yes. Rich got it with the proscenium kicking <laughs> ass on the 13th. Um, yeah, no, it was. It was always a big one. Yeah. Friday the 13th. And full moon nights. Very popular. Really? Yeah. Really Maybe fun. I could go along to your party dressed as grumpy old Dr. House. Leaning on a walking stick. <laughs> a horrendous accent. Uh, that'd be good. Grumpy Dr. House. Because I spend a lot of time in hospitals. Uh, just for my own amusement. Hanging around for any medical reasons. There. No, I do. And one thing I notice is whenever I go to a hospital, uh, I'm counting down till the moment when I see a doctor appear wearing a bow tie. There's one at every hospital. A guy who's decided to be like our evil Dr. Snape from The Young Doctors and get around in a bow tie. And I can never... Is that the Dr. House? Is that the bloke who's carving out a bit of an eccentric character for him in the corridors? Or is it just because a normal tie, when you're doing an operation, could drop down into the business? Oh, get caught on someone's pancreas. That's right. Have your tie hooked around the pancreas? Staple <laughs> that one up and... Oh, God, how embarrassing. This is a good tie, too. Don't cut the tie. <laughs> Open them back up. Hey, uh, have a look at this. So I went on the uh, on the internet yeah. and, uh, and looked up Halloween costumes. Yeah, some great guess. stuff. Mm. You know, some real saucy gear, Rich. Yeah. Have a look at this suggestion. <laughs> what is that? A toilet costume? A child's costume that is literally a toilet. Yeah, and with a little, and you hold a little thing with some toilet roll hanging off the end of your arm. Oh, that's, and so when you trick them, you can, you know, TP their house. Oh, yeah, that's pretty elaborate. I think Put the lollies in the bowl, you know what I mean? That yeah. costume is called Jonestown. Um, oh, nice. For some reason. <laughs> well, okay, that's what. Are you, are you uh, working on a costume for your sweet dress-up party, Mr. Marshall? I haven't. I've been to a Lebowski party, though. Oh, I bet you organised that. You're such a big Lebowski fan. <laughs> I want to go to Lebowski Fest, which is just a massive yeah, big yeah, Lebowski yeah. festival in the United States. Oh, wouldn't that be good? And people bowl and they blow up, you know, an old car, like mm. the, the dude's car. Nihilus? Uh, yeah, Nihilus set off and uh, wrestling in the bath. Or oh, someone could be dressed as Jesus, the bowl of Jesus. There's so many characters from the... But I went to a Lebowski party and it was fantastic. Well, what was the highlight? Uh, well, I went as Walter. Because that's just so... It's, uh, uh, it's a little bit John Goodman. Yeah, I don't necessarily have the guttage to do it. But it's... it's You're sporting a bit of a paunch. If you look now, <laughs> there's a little bit of overhang on the desk. All right, yep. All right so that's what you're incredibly hot girlfriend. 
Why are you stacking on it, Richard? Oh, it's Lebowski fans. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get into character for Lebowski fans. <laughs> so look, there's a few parts to this phone. Uh, yeah, to me, I can't quite tell what's in it for the listeners. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, there's a prize, though. Ooh. Every single caller gets a copy of What Bummersaw Is That? Oh, the Andy Griffiths book. Masterwork from our very good friend Andy Griffiths, okay. the best-selling author of the Bum Trilogy. Yeah. So what we're saying is, give us a ring with, uh, what have you dressed up as? At a party in the past, yes. What's a good idea? What's a good theme for a dress-up party? Uh, what are you working on in the basement, costume-wise? What are you working on in the basement, costume-wise? Don't call in if it's a human skin suit. No, no. Buffalo Bill stuff. We've had enough of those this year. <laughs> call us now with your idea for a sweet dress-up party. One that's worked. One that hasn't happened yet. We'll take anything. One triple three five three. Around the nation on Triple M, we're up to Back Mountain. And look who we found at Base Cat One. Greg Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> a very tall mountain. Who's up at it? Oh, 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 hi, Kate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> well, I was, I was surprised. Uh, talk us through it. Well, I had a, um, a wonderful divorce party where I had um, the theme of the party was please come dressed as the worst mistake of your life. <laughs> well, let me guess who you pay that. <laughs> I wore my wedding dress. It was um, <laughs> 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 hey, did you get any at the party? <laughs> no. <laughs> what were some of the other mistakes that turned up? Uh, one couple actually came dressed as each other, which I thought was beautiful. <laughs> very, very clever. Um, Did anyone uh, just come in a cape? Yeah. <laughs> no, cape wasn't around. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you, Kate. Good yeah. for you. Thank you for the call. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good, good, good. Who's going? Uh, I went a few years back as a Gamerscon man. What exactly does the costume involve? Uh, it was pretty low maintenance. It was just a pair of shorts and no shirt with a stomach drawn on my chest. You know, the, the, the old Gamerscon man. There was another one too. I went as another to another party as a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> you really want to get, though, is the ones that Antonio Fargus wears, and I'm going to get you sucker, the aquarium yeah, shoes. The aquarium shoes with the fish floating about in yeah. Very nice. And if you can't get real goldfish, bits of chopped up carrot work. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Okay. Very good. Spippy next. Peter, how are you? Oh, good day. Oh, how are you doing? Not bad, thanks. How are you guys? We're 
one, mate. Where'd you go? Um, the invitation read was it was a friend's um, daughter's 18th birthday, and um, being young ladies, the invitation read come dressed anything from the 80s. And being 50 years old, I decided on the 1780s and went as a convict. <laughs> Did you spend the night in the stocks? It was winter, I was freezing. Right. I was very out of place. That is great, the 1880s. If you want to go home, can you just steal a loaf of bread and they send me home to the <laughs> 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 We kind of launched that idea we were going to do Triple M's 1880s guide. That's a good idea. <laughs> Lots of half the cook used it. We've got time for one more dress up. Or, uh, the, uh, Brett. 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 Hey, Brett. Um, How are you, Brett? Not too bad. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, it's not actually uh, a party. My little brother went to a uh, comic convention with one of his friends a, uh, a few years ago. Yes, when did he go in? <laughs> well, they've got a uh, competition, and uh, he registered as the Invisible Woman. Oh, no. Just didn't get up on stage when they called his name. <laughs> <laughs> can take on the physical characteristics of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, she's just blue and nude. Oh, yeah. And then that man was presented with an invisible trophy. Fantastic. Just pointed an empty shelf every time friends come around. Look what I achieved. And Mystique, the guy by Mystique was given a coffee cup and uh, told it's a beautiful award. Just told it was Rebecca Ramad's name. Uh, thank you, Brett. Thanks to everyone who called in. And everyone who called in gets a copy of What Bummersaw Is That? An illustrated guide to prehistoric bummersaw life by Andy Griffiths and Terry Dent in a final right. Is it the one that's been banned in all the childcare centres? <laughs> <laughs> possibly. He's on for banning is Andy Griffiths and we're going to be back hey Fleety it's lucky you're here oh good because we're going to be joined in the next half <laughs> by Greg Fleet oh. she's a in desperate circumstances <laughs> Second hour, ZZ Top there, and Greg Fleet is still with. 
Oh, it's like his doll? No, because this is just his soul. Oh, love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I'm not just in kiss, you know. I do other stuff. It'll <laughs> yeah. be like, uh, you know, uh, Ed walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And people going, where's Tony Martin? Going, hey, man, you know, we do other stuff as well. Yeah. Right? But although you don't walk down the street. No, no, no of course, the answer <laughs> is he's at home with a VHS recorder, you know, <laughs> watching Laurie Oaks. <laughs> and hoping there's going to be enough gaps between Laurie and the answers. To get something for the show, yeah. that or a John Williams film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get down to business because okay. it, it is uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, which is the day I was born. Is that right? Not, this isn't my birthday, but I was born on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, yes. And uh, husband, my mother is a black cat and my father is a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get spooky next on Get This. <laughs> Here at Get This on Triple M, where Greg Fleet is with us. And Greg, have you got an actual joke for us? Uh, no, I don't have a joke. But that reminds me of a story I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I uh, actually saw the World Trade Center film with oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage, mm. which is kind of a bit dull. It's a bit like the Beaconsfield Mind Disaster, but you know, with more lights and color. And there's just two guys trapped underneath stuff going, oh, I'm in pain, oh, I'm in pain. <laughs> and then like melted plastic will land on them. And I go, oh, I'm in more pain. I'm in more pain. <laughs> But I, um, I actually watched the, uh, the World Trade Center disaster live. I actually saw that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching from about half an hour before, so a friend of mine in the Middle East ran up said, watch this, it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> and um, so I was watching, and uh, I wasn't, you know, while it was very disturbing and horrendous to see that happen, I wasn't that surprised by the, uh, the twin towers coming down. Because I ran up to your parents, and uh, I know people who are parents, and I know people who are parents of twins, and you know, he's like one twin gets an aeroplane, the other twin wants an aeroplane. So that's Cage in that film. When is Steven Seagal going to do a World Trade Center? Surely that's the kind of thing we do. Well, you know who was going to do it was, who's the other Kung Fu guy? Van Damme. John Claude Van Damme was going to do it because he was going to do the splits between the two World Trade Centers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's every film he does. He has to do the splits yeah. between things. <laughs> I go in the door frame. The yeah. joys above people and then dropping down. And but uh, Jackie Chan was supposed to have been on top of one of the uh, oh, World Trade yeah, he was meant to be on top filming a scene for the tuxedo. Oh. The morning that happened, and they were stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. Oh, you wouldn't want to die for the tuxedo. <laughs> exactly. Why? Why not at all? Maybe for Drunken Master too. Oh yeah, yeah that would be worth it. Our listeners are obsessed with Stephen Seagal. He has a website, the Stephen Seagal Online Store, where you can buy his CDs. That's from oh, him and his band, Thunderbox. Oh, that'd be like David Soul. Nice. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> Posters for his many films. The Stephen Seagal soft drink. Oh, that's a good one. It's got a little bit of cake, though, man. Today you die. Hard to drink. Okay, I had to stomach. I came with a fist fight, but stayed for the soft drink. And then the Stephen Seagal. Mantra counter, and I don't know what a mantra counter is, but there it is. Check it out. That's oh, something you can order. One a mantra, two a mantra, three a mantra, four. <laughs> four a mantra punching in the face of the door. Um, it's what a, is that for? I mean, what? And how would a Stephen Seagal mantra counter be any more effective than uh, you know vanilla? Well, you know what they say. Um, it was I think it was actually uh, Buddha himself. He said. He who counts the mantra will always count more specifically with a weird-ass <laughs> 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 
I don't think that's true. No, I think you've made that up. I made it up with a human face mouth. <laughs> <laughs> reality TV, you've mentioned a bit of reality TV. Mm. Here's one that we were all looking forward to. It hasn't gotten off the ground. Victoria Beckham's US reality TV show has been cancelled. Oh. TV bosses labelling the intimate look at her uh, life with hubby David Beckham. It's too boring. Yeah. Oh. Playlist pals refused to appear on camera. The only content left was, quote, yawn-inducing footage of Victoria <laughs> house hunting in L.A. Well, you know, not everyone is entertained. Wait no. a second. So they've actually filmed a reality show that hasn't got to air. Yeah. That's a bad look. What about making a show about that? When you think the ones that do go to air. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as good as Temptation Island 6 or... Wasn't as good as Mini Me in a little uh, electronic wheelchair. Driving oh. around drunk and urinating in the corner of a house while the middle guy from the Brady Brady Bunch tried to sober him up. <laughs> my, uh, my see, that sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah, that's a comparison. My daughter saw the other day, we went, we went into town and went for a ride in those carriages, the horse and carriage thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which was fine until, you know, until midnight and pumped in Central. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we were uh, walking along and she went, she suddenly, well, like, spurred next to me and grabbed my hand and went, I just saw a little boy who has the face of a man. And I went, no. And then when we worked out, she'd actually seen a, a dwarf. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was totally obsessed with the dwarf and just freaked out by this dwarf. She, and she kept asking about them, you know, do they have jobs and do they drink water and stuff like this. You know, yes. And she actually was upset at one stage. She was kind of frightened. And we were saying, no, they, you know, they're just people. They're like normal people like anyone else. And uh, after a while, she said to me, Dad, I wasn't crying because I was scared of dwarfs. I was crying because I wanted to be a dwarf. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yes, my daughter wants to be a dwarf. And will she ever achieve her dream? Uh, only if I learn to turn my phone off. Yeah, on the radio. There's only ever been three phones go off in the history of this show. That's number three. Who is it, Fleddy? Come on, we want to know. It's not your dealer, is it? Uh, hey, these days, my dealer just sells calm. Who is it? Come on. Uh, was you in the back of that phone? I don't want to be a dwarf, Daddy, says the message. Uh, I don't know who that was. I don't think... Uh, I don't think... <laughs> 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 I, mean, I do know who it was. Oh, I got caught being a naughty radio person. Uh, uh, I'm right. going to in the next break, I can tell you a, an amusing tale about when I was on the radio. Oh. Uh, a competition I tried to get up. Oh, <laughs> it can't go any worse than one of ours. Well, it was to replace the secret sound. I tried to get the secret sight. Oh, right. show, people picture, show people a picture of a dog and have to ring up and say what it was. Was it a dog? Yes. It, uh, it, was, it was a much better competition called Things That Make You Go Whoa. Let's talk about that Sorry about my son, and she was laughing her head off about her son. And uh, she said, 
Basically, we've got a pool, and the kids next door have got a pool, and what they do is the kids play in one pool, and they climb up on the fence and jump into the other pool. He said, because my son's a bit of a shower, when he was about nine, he decided to do it in his flippers and his goggles. <laughs> so he climbs up onto the fence and, of course, fell off and landed on a retaining wall and took a chunk out of his shin bone. Oh, that's not good. Not just hurt it, but took a chunk out of it. Oh. But he's lying on the ground in a lot of pain. There's kids running around everywhere. There's all this sort of panic going on. They're ringing ambulance. And at some stage during all this mayhem, she's telling a story and laughing, keep in mind. She goes, ants got into the injury. Oh. And I've got this image in my head of like marabone jelly pale commercials, right? So ants get in the injury. Oh. Then another little kid in an effort to, to sort this out, while everyone's running around panicking, goes inside the house, gets a can of fly spray. Comes back out, takes a phrase into the kid's shin bone. Right? And on those days, I'm just going, oh, oh, oh. And so uh, they've been working. Oh, yeah. They take him to the hospital, and, they, and when they get to the hospital, they go, oh, where's the chunk? Oh, oh, no. So we all go home and look for the chunk, <laughs> and the family dog comes running along. Oh, no. Gobble, gobble, chunk, chunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm guessing the segment ended oh, after yeah. one call. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Well, well, they make you go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> We don't want to go that bad. Wow. <laughs> we don't want to go that bad, but it is Friday the 13th. Yeah. So what are we looking for today? We want people to call us up. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't had any crunk here. I'll crunk some of the Oh yeah, I'll write some crunk. Yeah, cool, because we've got it. We've got right. We were trying to see you probably get at the end of the show. Really? We can jump forward to the future. Just 
You know, oh, how do you hold your own leg on? I feel like Kathy, can I ask you, are all your calf muscles still attached to your body? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I'm in a surgical suite. It, they could be gone. Oh, what's, oh. what's going on? I worked in an old Vietnam veteran hospital. Oh. I was using the Vietnam War. Yeah. And last Friday I was in here oh. by myself, really oh. sick, and the doorbell went, went to the door, no one there. Came back inside, I have to get dressed and come back inside through the door with, you know, clean clothes yeah. and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And as I come in, I've turned off the radio and started to sweep the corridor. All the doors started like banging, like people were walking through. Oh. Turned the radio back on, it was you guys, I think. Happening in the room next door, like someone pushing stuff around. Right now? Yeah. That's happening right now? Yeah. Oh my god, that could be Frankie from. Frankie kicked a mind the day that man can't keep the moon. Yeah. God help him, he was going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, the old John Waters song. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon they're, they're the ghosts of Vietnam vets? I reckon they're actually like doctors and nurses. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's what I mean. When I said, yeah, well, doctors and nurses, vets, they're all medical you know, professionals. So. <laughs> right. Are these uh, ghostly nurses, are the uniforms just falling to the ground and then they run around in slow motion? A wooga. No. no, but there's frosted glass on all the windows. I'm afraid one day I'm going to see it. Oh, well, I think that's the job for today, tonight. Yeah, 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 absolutely right. They can take the chains out. Yeah, <laughs> don't rattle the chains. Who are you going to call? Nicholas Burke. Uh, <laughs> we're going to send you some zombie movies. That's what we're going to do. Thank you, Kathy. Hello, Chris. <laughs> you go. Oh, it's all happening. Oh, how are you? All right, yourself? We're confused. What's going on? Uh, mine's more of a bad luck Friday the 13th. Nice no. Yeah, the, uh, the lady I work with sort of called in sick today because she was hungover. So. Mobile shop in Picton. Well, it's currently a victim, it's a mobile shop, so it moves around. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the answer is a zombie trilogy from uh, the people at Umbrella Entertainment? Could do. Okay, there you go. Is that the end of the story, really? Really? Oh, right, okay. I thought we were just being amusing by cutting you off. (laughs) We'll accept anything. Okay. Being awesome. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Really good, man. What's going on? Register because the ghost is going, look, you want, look, Chiquitos, $1.50, that's very good value. Sure, there would have been a bit of that. Well, as I said, that's an old fellow there. He didn't talk. He, uh, that's amazing, Mark. He's smiling. I think zombie movies for that, man. Oh, Kerry, sorry, mate. Oh, that's all right, that's all right. What's going on? 
Um, the freaky for this happened twice. I've, um, uh, the last one, I was uh, asleep on the couch. Oh, I right. up from my sleep. Yes. I had a look at a ghostly figure right in my face. Oh, and man. I actually watched it step back and dissolve. Oh. No, he wasn't teabagging, as you should say. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. Amazing, Terry. Step yeah. back and dissolve. Did it take ages to dissolve, like a Barocca? Uh, no. We're talking like stepping back like someone step, taking steps back and just dissolve. What, uh, what kind of figure was it? What was the guy? What they look like? It, it, was, a, it was a man, yep. um, just uh, white mist, and then oh. just stepping back and just dissolve. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. Wow. The ghosts have always been in a capril, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like your white mist ghost, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so the traditional ghost, you know? Not that there's new Hollywood ghosts in the next little world. Blood spattered in, and they look actually yeah. they look like ghosts. They look no. more like zombies. The corpses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corpses. I like you like this. Uh, yeah. We're going to send you a whole lot of uh, rotting corpses on a DVD. <laughs> Is that all right? That would be brilliant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you from it. Hi, Jane. How are you? Not too bad. How's it going, guys? Oh, we're excellent. What happened? Oh, well, um, I was about 12. I'm going to a fancy dress party, just as a cowboy. Nothing spooky like that. Uh-huh. Uh, the house I was going to was at the end of the street on the other side of a cemetery. Uh-huh. So I'm walking down the street, and um, there's this girl standing at the end of the street, and there's nowhere for her to, you know, nowhere for her to go, sort of thing. So I walk up to the door, and I knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, I'm here, and there's someone else standing behind me. And she was like, well, everyone else is here. So we, everyone troops out into the garden, and she's not there. And there's no way she could have gone, because she would have had to pass the house to go up the street. Okay. So they're like, oh, well, describe her. So I describe her, and his mum's there. And she goes, well, that sounds like the little girl that lived in this house before we moved in. Oh. And, okay, here we go. And she died 40 years ago. <laughs> Show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that might get Posh's show on TV. 
Even he doesn't want to borrow it. But as we pointed out once before, all this stuff was being done way back in the 30s. Uh, I have a recording. This is a very scratchy recording from the mid-1930s. Have a listen to this. Now performing for the first time in the colonies, one of the world's most controversial gentleman crooners. Would you please surrender it for the musical stylings of Slim Shady Senior? <laughs> Suck on my glove. Yeah, I think they may have done something like that. It was an earlier time. It was a different era. Was it gentler time? Let's get back uh, into the present day, or the recent present day, and we'll be back to wind things up in a moment and get this. Yeah. 
guarding it. He's got to attempt to crunch it down, take it away, in secret place.